Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? Right now I'm talking with a band called Dark Meditation. They're a, a Seattle band that just recently put out an album called Polluted Temples on Satanic Royalty Records. It is available now, and uh, we're going to be playing some songs from them and chatting with the band. So first off, congratulations on the release of the album. It's killer. Awesome. Thank you. It's not Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Still uh, have it out there. Absolutely. So uh, I guess before we jump into everything, uh, why don't we go around the room? Adam, let's start with you. What's your name and, and what do you do in Dark Meditation? Uh, my name's Adam. I'm the vocalist and uh, also do like a lot of all of our artwork and um, a lot of all the visual presentation and stuff like that, too. So cool. Hi, my name is Ian. Um, I played the electrified guitar, and uh, I did some of the synth work on the album. Awesome. Uh, Ryan here, uh, guitar player. I don't think I did any backing vocals on this album, but backing vocals in general. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, motivational support. I like it. Uh, so, are we missing anyone? Are we missing anyone in the in the call tonight? Yeah, uh, we got Will, uh, our drummer, percussion, percussion. and yes. uh, uh, background vocalist, and John, the bass man. They're uh, both of them had to work tonight, so holding it down for them. I also say Ian and Ryan are the primary songwriters in the band too. So, you know, all uh, right, it, it, you know, shut that to the mountain a little bit as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So how did you guys all meet? I guess uh, kind of the, the the origin story, if we were talking in like comic book story, uh, what's the origin story? You guys had you guys played in bands uh, before or oh, how did yeah. you guys meet? I guess we could go long. Let's hear the whole it's, story. It's kind of like a comic book, actually. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say part of it and then maybe you can jump in for when we met up at this point, but. We go back a really long time. Um, Ryan and I were in a band together, like starting back at like the end of high school, kind of like a hardcore punk band uh, called Desensitized. Okay. And then we did a kind of a, um, I took off for a few years and lived in Portland and then mm -hmm. came back and we did kind of like a blackened thrash band called Detonator. And then yeah. that turned into a, uh, a band called Emeralds. And yes. Yeah, Ian joined jo that band. Jolene from Loud and Local gave me the Emerald CD. Yeah, yeah. And I was about to see, I was going to say, we have a couple, we have an experience coming in a couple times down at the old studio space. Yes, that was with Jolene. Shout out to Jolene. Yeah, big shouts to Jolene. Hey, Jolene. <laughs> and Ian was in that band too. And awesome. I've known Ian since around high school days as well. So, and then after that band, then Ryan and I did another band that was kind of like a blackened hardcore punk band called OSS or Occult SS. Yeah, I heard the the album. I'd never saw you guys live though. So yeah, that's how I could yeah. tell you guys. 
So, <laughs> so we have a pretty long history of a variety of different types of bands. And I kind of feel like, um, we kind of took a few years breaks. Everybody, you know, did some job stuff, school stuff. And then, uh, Ian was out in New York for a while mm -hmm. and then he came back home and then we all just kind of started talking about getting back together and trying to do a new project and um, kind of a, in a way a band that in some ways kind of encompassed almost all of our previous stuff. Yeah. Like a middle ground of everything kind of and along with some new stuff and yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Ryan and Ian started talking, and I don't know. I'll let you guys throw in if you want to add anything else into that. Yeah, I mean, Ian, when Ian came back uh, from New York, how many years were you in New, in New York, Ian? Uh, about enough that uh, I got a pretty good taste of the city. Uh, <laughs> I think I was there about three years. Came back yeah, and about 2016, I think uh, we started, uh, you know, got back in touch. And uh, yeah, it, I think it was only maybe about hanging out twice within two days. We're talking about starting to play music or something on getting something going. Yeah. Yeah, we and, had, uh, we always had a, a, a lot of likeliness with our influences and uh, a lot of ideas from like video gaming and you know horror movies and all kinds of stuff and we wanted to kind of take that and incorporate it into our music um and it may or may not have gone that far but i mean we definitely had a, a direction right. when we started talking about this project like Castlevania, Symphony of yep. the Night, Celtic Frost, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the soundtrack to Phantasm. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of jerk John Carpenter. I mean, like all that synth wavy horror horror music. You know, it was totally all pre inspiring to this to this whole project. So, uh, and then like everything else just bloomed when we brought Adam. You know, well, I mean, it was just necessary that we bring Adam back in to this project because I mean, the three of us were always working really hard in our past projects and yeah. um it was just we're, we just have like this kinship you know it always gels with us so um when adam was re was introduced to this project i mean then that was another take on all the influences that we wanted to push push into this and that just opened up a whole nother box full of you know goodies to play with so um that was the initiation of the yeah. band and and then there were plenty of years that followed trying to kind of nail that all down and find the right personnel to, to kind of gel with what we were trying to put out. So Right. And so what that looked like and what that sounded like was we would hang out in, um, you know, either my old basement or go over to Ryan's house. And we we're sitting there with like recorded music working with laptops and like we learned how, uh, writing songs and um just making uh making sketches and songs and stuff mm -hmm. and we we did this for years we uh we talked about getting drummers and in, involved and um that kind of kind of set the wheels in motion yeah i'd say like a big thing was like kind of in this project we, we kind of had a habit before of like writing music and then trying to play shows a bunch and just play live like all the time and i think this time around we decided like we wanted to write like albums worth of material before yeah. we ever 
never even played live or anything like that. Just because we kind of had a bad track record of getting into the studio when we were supposed to record our full length records and then breaking up like uh. in the process of it or directly afterwards and then sitting on like halfway finished records. So mm. the idea this time around was kind of like, let's get, you know, I, you know, at least an album's worth of material done pretty completely before we ever even play a show, which we did. Like yeah. we finished, we recorded this record before we ever played live, which was kind of like, you know, totally the opposite of how we ever did things before. But uh, I think it, it turned out pretty well in that regard. And we were already kind of operating in quarantine mode before the <laughs> pandemic even happened. Sure. Yeah. You know, like for years, we were already like recording in isolated situations. Yeah. Uh, no shows, no nothing. Then all of a sudden, you know, quarantine happens. And then we're like, okay, well, we can write more songs now. So yeah. it opened a door of sorts when that whole avalanche happened. Too, less so. distractions, less distractions. Just right, right. You know, hunker down and write the rest of the records, right? Yeah. And a lot of inspiration, too. There was a, there was a lot of really weird happening in the world. So absolutely. I mean, that beginning of the quarantine era, you know, like was definitely really pretty driving. It was pretty inspirational. I remember um, me and my girlfriend, we were driving around like first or second weekend where, you know, like Capitol Hill was shuttered and she lives up on Capitol Hill. And I, we were listening to synth wave and there was like this fog in the air and it was just this <laughs> weird vibe. Like we were just, and it was a Saturday night where Capitol Hill would just be cracking and crazy, but we were just like driving around. Everything was shut down. It was just this weird post-apocalyptic, but like with the synth wave, it was just perfect. So I can imagine, you know, the inspiration for you guys. I was right going to suggest that. the, uh, the um, opening theme from uh, return of the living dead. <laughs> mm, yes. Good, good. Definitely a good theme. So, yeah. So you you guys are talking about you know years you guys been working on this. Um, what what was the uh, origin of the band? How many years has has Dark Meditation been kind of you know in the works? I would say like really like the winter of 2017 is when the ball cool went going, and then by 2019 is when John and Will well John joined before Will Will joined in 2019, so it became like a fully active practicing unit and as a band in 2019 and it was funny because we had we our original goal was we had all these internal demos and mm -hmm. we were they weren't really specifically going to be used to be released or anything like that they were mainly yeah. to just find other members and for us to get the songs down and and it was we we got everybody we got a practice space we started practicing and we were like, cool, we're going to go record an EP and we're going to start. And we booked our first show. And then that's literally when COVID started. Yeah. And then it was like, OK, what are we going to do now? So then we just decided to throw up a couple demos like six months apart up on Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. And the response ended up being pretty good. And um, this Austrian kind of black metal uh, tape label like got a hold of us and it's this guy um named uh eric that does god he's like this one man black metal machine he's done all these really killer bands called like golden blood and haunted palace and i don't even know he has an insane discography he's like one of the most pro prolific people i know anyway he got a hold of us he really liked the demos and he asked if he could put package them together and put it yep. out on a tape 
And then we did that. And then that's when Fry heard that. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> and it was all during the, during the quarantine time. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of like, kind of different things just started happening during that time. So we were like, okay, you know, let's just see, you know, just because we had worked and we were about to do something, we were like, well, I don't know, let's at least do something with these things since we can't really do much else right now, you know? So. That's awesome. So, so in case you're, you're uh, just, you know, listening and, and you don't know what he means when he says fry, we were talking about a guy named Fryberger, Michael Fryberger. He runs a label called Satanic Royalty Records and uh, actually interviewed him you know, months, months back. So when you're done with this one, you can check out that episode and he runs really cool label, uh, Satanic Royalty Records, uh, put out Eris. Uh, they got um, all kinds of bands. Uh, they, they got uh, Old Iron is going to be coming out with a new record. Uh, they got the Dark Meditation record. Um, is Me. Yes, Is Me. Yeah. Um, uh, Sand Rider. Sand Rider. That's right. That's the one that was on the top of my, yep. Exactly. Death Cave. Yep. So many killer bands. It's all Northwest focused. And uh, that Eris record's phenomenal. Definitely check out um, uh, Satanic Royalty. And that's with a K. Uh, so Satanic Royalty named after the Killer Midnight song. Uh, so you can check them out on, on Instagram, social media, all that stuff and support that label. But, uh, so anyway, so you, you chatted with Fry and, and, uh, and he, he was interested. That's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, he reached out because he was also familiar with all of our previous bands. Sure. It was like, you know, kind of felt like it was a little, like I said earlier, we kind of fell apart a lot of the times when we were just about yeah. records and he was kind of like, it was ridiculous that you guys never put out any full-length records. So he was like, hey, let's make one happen for this project. So, which we were like, yeah, man. So pretty stoked on that. It was just kind of like, you know, just a, a nice opportunity that presented itself. And it was really cool. He, he hooked us up with Matt Bales or Bayless, sorry. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we did a couple weeks with him in the of last summer, and just yeah, it's been the ball's been rolling kind of ever since since July of last year. It's just kind of been one thing after another so far. So Matt Bayless, a very you know uh, very talented uh, producer and uh, engineer here in the in the Northwest, and you know in the United States, he's worked with you know huge bands like Mastodon and whatnot, and. You know, uh, a lot of Northwest bands too. What was it like working with him? I think I'll let those boys chime in on that one. They have more experience than I. Yeah, do. yeah. It, I mean, what more can you say about somebody like that that has a track record like that? I mean, dude was a professional, um, and we, I mean, we, 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 we knew, you know, of previous uh, bands that had worked with him, and so we, we got, you know tipped in on what we were up for and he's you know he's a workhorse and um that's what we definitely needed and that was a lot of fun you know i mean like having to work and you know we're not easy to work with i would now i i can honestly say that but uh during this time you know was last summer's you know the hottest stretch of weather that we've had yeah, that I can remember being a, a native of this, you know, ter- the Seattle area. Um, working through that, I mean, it was just insane, and it was a a lot of fun. It was it was pretty crazy, and um, you know, the experience that we got and the stories that we got from him, 
about his, you know, his history and his career was just like, you, you can't trade that in for anything in your life, being a musician, doing what you're doing, working with somebody like that was just perfect. And, you know, he captured what we needed him to capture and, and then some, and then, you know, we, I think we pushed a lot of boundaries on him that maybe he wasn't ready to take on, you know, sure. As, as a professional. Um, but he definitely, like we worked together in a, in a way that was really creative and everything turned out great and dudes of genius. So, I mean, That's I awesome. was, I was stoked to work with, with Matt. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I don't know what I can add to that. I think Ryan said it all. Um, yeah, that that guy really works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right guy worked me on the guitar, and I just couldn't wait to get back into that uh, into that room because it was the room with air conditioning. It was yep. the hottest <laughs> hottest <laughs> week I've ever experienced in this state. Yep. Damn, dude. Wow. Sounds like boot camp, dude. That's grueling. Yeah, it was like heavy metal boot camp for yeah. sure. Damn. But hey, it finally gave us our finished product that was kind of elusive beforehand. So. You know, it gets pro. It gets results, man. It gets yeah. results. <laughs> exactly. So something that you know, and and I'm not going to speak for your band. You know, I'm not a musician myself, but just as a listener, something that stands out to me. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to be kind of a lot, a lot of goth and post punk influence, maybe in the in the album, or maybe just goth kind of music. And and that's something that stands out um, to maybe just someone who is expecting maybe just a heavy metal album. It's a lot of goth kind of influences. That is is that right? I would say on my end, especially like vocally, that's where I look. I'm more interested in that than traditional heavy metal singing and mm-hmm. vocalists and vibe wise um i think there's been an element where i've been kind of pushing that at points yeah i think ryan and ian both have added elements to that i think some of the more since a lot of that the songwriting kind of starts with one of each other's riffs and then you know we all kind of build off of it from there and i think the album personally when i listen to it there's kind of a couple different sides to it and I think that Ian kind of brings a little bit more of some of those style of riffs. And then Ryan brings a little more of the more heavier metal riffing. But I, there's a, a pretty good synergy between the two of them where they yeah. trade off with one another and add to each other's songs. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that's kind of an accurate description or? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, it goes back to the history of our, you know, music, music making, you know, all the bands that we've, you know, done in the past, all, all the thing projects that we've had in the past past are like coming to this, this point right here. And we're trying to kind of expand off of that also, like, you know, the dark wave or the, you know, the, the, gothy tinges you know like yeah that can can kind of like add to the kind of hybrid that we're kind of developing um i just think that we really don't want to uh pigeonhole ourselves into any kind of like um specific genres that sure are really really you know intense and strong um and i think that like 
I mean, like all of our interests are so vast and expands like over so many different genres that it's like hard to capture all of the things that you're interested in, you know, and just like one album or even a song, you know, like, so really, I think the idea is just kind of like not limiting ourselves per song, just kind of doing what we want to do. And, and, you know, and, and certain things, certain tones, certain vocal cadences or beats, you know, may kind of evoke like a certain, you know, genre or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, all of that. Sure. You know, like, yes, like we're influenced by so much that it's like, you know, yeah. Why hold back? So, yeah, but certainly I think that, you know, there are certain bands that we were interested in, you know, when starting this project that I think that they kind of let it, that let that path kind of already be known to us, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, bands like out of Sweden, like tribulation or, yeah. um, uh, in solitude, um, or, you know, devil's blood, uh, are three big bands personally to me that like, I think inspired this project to kind of like move it into a different, not just punk or metal or, yeah god specific genre and kind of blend all that stuff together you know and are you wearing a devil's blood shirt i am yes yes i like it <laughs> oh, awesome I, I, just, I just had to wait a few weeks from, from uh van records but uh, uh but uh yeah I, I got my my devil's blood shirt and i actually uh back when devil's blood were still active and touring on the Dustable festival yeah back in i think that was 13 2013 uh, in the Seattle show, I brought them their stage blood, their pig's blood. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> was that the one with Watain and, and Behemoth? Behemoth, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the that was the first show in Seattle that Nergal came came back after his leukemia. So oh wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that was the wild backstage party. I'll tell yeah, those those are good times. Yes, awesome. <laughs> And okay, right on, man. Well, it's it's. I also, I'd say real quick, Ian, your mm-hmm. previous band, Ian, was in a band called Red Liquid too. That kind of oh, cool. had some elements of, I think that maybe carried over to some of his songwriting into our band when we first started a little bit. Oh that yeah, for sure. That, that was that was uh, definitely a uh, experimentation project, and um, it's kind of weird. I even like kind of wanted to take myself into a, a completely different mindset musically and i was like playing bass on it and i would even incorporate groove boxes like the chord er1 either wow. way and you you know not in a dance music sort of way but more of like um something that i could play back sequence tones and just run mm-hmm. through guitar effects and stuff and really create some atmosphere and i learned a lot from that project and um started bring you know could could bring some more atmospheric elements to uh to dark meditation um cool you know that's another thing too is i like to take riffs you know i might write like just some really just dumb just oh gosh like uh 80s like rock riff then i'll be like hey what happens if i was to you know put put this into a uh, into a different light into a different filter and what does Mm -hmm. it sound like and you know and um yeah I, i don't know i just like to have fun with it that's right. Right on, man. Well, it's, it's all about experimentation. It's all about it's that's that's cool. It's got to be cool. Like, you know, you guys were talking about, you know, all these over the years, you kind of were playing in these specific uh, 
kind of maybe maybe sort of regimented subgenre bands, you know, like maybe a little bit more like you know, close to like, uh, here's our punk band, here's our hardcore band. But then as you get older and you expand and you have all of that stuff, then it's just like, here's just our band. We can throw in what we love, right? Totally. Yeah. I also think that's just kind of a symptom of living in this day and age, you know, when you can look mm-hmm. back on everything in a way. Yes. Like, yes. Especially yeah, as you get a little older and you, you know, pull all of your influences and discover all these different styles and bands and just like, I don't know it's we're in kind of a unique time in history where you can kind of have the option to really pull them all together under one umbrella you know like instead of it being so like you said like regimented you know awesome yeah. well we're gonna get into one of the songs uh this again is the band is dark meditation this is the album polluted temples from the satanic royalty uh records you can check it out uh you can order the album i believe it is available via digitally uh the LP, obviously, supply chain, all of that stuff. We've all talked about this in the past. Adele pressing one million copies of her new album really let uh, you know a lot of underground bands be on the back burner. But it'll be out. You can pre-order it now. Uh, we got Haunt of Fear by Dark Meditation. It's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions.
letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast dark meditations here on loud and local that was haunt of fear uh got the guys here we've been chatting about the the um the roots of the band and and what they kind of described it sounds like with the three that i'm talking here right now is over the years, just kind of a creative and musical partnership. It just sounds like between you, all of you guys, you know, within these different bands, you just always like, it's like the, it's like a, in wrestling terms, you're like the tag teams, you know, you're like the, 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 the team. <laughs> oh, we're going to start a band. All right. I know my dude, let's do it. Yeah. In a way, I think so. You know, I mean, we're also all pretty good friends, you know, yeah. and been around, yeah in the same scenes and you know i don't know we're all pretty comfortable with each other you know that's kind of part of it too yeah you know, sometimes it's weird how i always hear stories about you know back in the day how people would like put ads and papers and stuff like that and they would meet fellow band members that they would you know never had any sort of history or friendship with and then you hear stories about how you know they get together just to play music and then they don't ever talk to each other or they don't ever hang out with each other or anything like that, which is just totally not been my experience in any way. Cause every band I've ever been in, every person has always been like a good friend of mine. Yeah. For the most part and still is, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's just such a weird, it's like a foreign concept for me personally to even think about having that creative partnership with people that, you know, you wouldn't want to hang out with outside of, the practice space room, you know, which is for some people, I know that's a thing, but it's just not, not for me personally. 
in the in the world of radio, it's a thing too. There will be there's like highly successful morning show like or sports sports talk shows where you think that they're best friends on the mic. They yeah. turn off the mic. You could cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> Don't even make eye contact. They hate each other. It's just like holy. Shit. So, anyways, yeah. So uh, right on. Okay, guys. Uh, let's let's um, ask a question here. So obviously, the last couple of years been a lot of tension. Uh, a lot of heated days with with me at least, and you know everyone's had crappy days over the last couple of years. If you're having a real heated day, what's an album that you can go to that will bring you back to a good place? Whether it's a you know a get the aggression out, whether it's to just like get you stoked, or you know an album to get your emotions out. Any any way that you want. What's an what's an album you can go back to that'll put you back in a in a good good headspace? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. Oh, for me, it's always and forever uh, Cult Sonnet Temple. Uh, that album uh, for me, I mean, I, me- I remember being a kid when that album came out and it's stuck with me ever since. And it, there, I don't know, there's something about that album that, the you know, from from front to back, like first song to end that um, like it just never gets boring to me. And yeah. it just uh, it has a real kind of... Um, nostalgic thing to it but it it just never it's never it's never stale to me and i don't like i know that it was a really influential album back in those days um and i don't i I feel like it doesn't really get the cred that it deserves it's one of those albums that is always on my top five yeah for sure adam what about you man oh man i'm gonna go kind of similar but so like my getting pumped up and like when I want to like party or when I'm feeling that down is uh the very first Def Leppard record on cool. the night, which is kind of like when they're a uh, they're kind of more like a new wave of British heavy metal band at that time. They're all like 16 years old too at that point, yeah, like that. But um, it was a record that my dad listened to a lot, nice. and, like when I was a kid, and like I don't know, it kind of like in my 20 in my early 20s like it was just like my friday night record or whatever yeah. when i was listening to like the most brutal music at the time but for some reason that was like the one that like i would always go back to and to this day still like in my car or whatever i'll put that on and if i'm like trying to get hyped or i'm like feeling kind of down like yeah yeah that's like the big one for me awesome ian what about you man uh, I don't know. I, I probably put on like uh, uh, wipers over the edge. Okay. Always, oh yeah. Always been a, a go-to feel feels album. If I'm in traffic and I just want her edge, I don't know. I'll put on like, gosh, like Dark Throne, like Blaze of Northern Sky or Panzer Files or something. Okay. Nice, dude. Right on. I was just listening. I was just getting into some uh, wipers today, so uh, I definitely agree with that. Awesome. Right on, guys. Okay, well, uh, here's one. Since you guys are a Northwest band, and um, what's your favorite Northwest band of all time? And it could be bands. You know, you can name a few. It doesn't matter. We're not doing. You know, we're not hammering it down to some like regimented rule or something. So, just uh, your favorite band or bands of all time from the Northwest, whether it's you know a huge band or a small project that didn't even get off. You know, over over a few shows. Um, Ian, let's start with you this time. Favorite Northwest bands? Favorite Northwest band? Uh, I mean, I'd be twelve when about twelve when like 
Nirvana's Nevermind came out. That that was a great one. I want to say the most obvious answer, but you yeah. know that really got me. <laughs> yes, playing guitar. Right on, Adam. What about you? Oh man. Well, out of like Seattle bands from that era, it's definitely Alice in Chains. Dirt mm-hmm. was huge to me. But then, like, I really loved Poison Idea. Yes. Like, you know, as like a hardcore punk kid, and like what I was listening to at that time for a long time. And then I really loved this punk band from Portland called Religious War that were like a um, just spiky hardcore punk band. They were like when I was a teenager, made a massive uh, influence on me at the time and kind of always stuck with me a little bit. So I I think those are definitely some moments. There's so many, but I, I would go with those off the top of my head. Do you remember a band from I think it was Portland called Poxy? Uh, dude, Poxy from Seattle. Seattle. Seattle? Seattle? Okay. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. 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 Our old bands used to play with Poxy. Band with, yeah. Ryan's old band played with them all the time. We like, had, yeah, we, had a, we had a, we had a, we had a, my band had a four-way split with Poxy. Actually, oh, cool. it was a, it was a Seattle versus Salt Lake City, uh, punk band split. And it was, uh, us and Poxy versus Endless Struggle and Classic Ass. Yeah, Ooh. back when I was probably maybe like 15 or 16. Yeah. That's awesome. Remember Foxy. Nils, if you're listening, what's up? Andy. Nice, Andy, if you're listening, what's up? Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, Ryan, we didn't get yours, right? Favorite yeah. Northwest band? Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm on, on board with, oh man, there's just so many. Um, Poison Idea, absolute favorite. Um gosh like all all of their everything that poison idea has done they're just like bombastic and yeah. punk and loud and and they don't give and that's fun um uh metal church i love metal church yes uh, r.i.p you know, my cow yep yeah i mean they can be taken as uh bay area or uh northwest or whatever but metal church for sure um queens the f- Queen I mean, of the Rock. Yeah, yep, dude. exactly, dude. I mean, Queens Rake, uh Love Bellevue Metal. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I gotta say, that City Woman is a song that I put on all the time when I'm trying to get hyped. Going back to yes. it earlier. Song, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. I worked at uh, Silver Platters in Bellevue with. Uh, oh yeah. With uh, what's his name? Um, with Scott Rockenfeld's brother. Todd Rock, Todd Rockenfeld. So he was telling me, Todd would tell me about, he was the drum tech back when um, Queensryche toured like with Maiden in Europe and stuff. And he would tell me about like Iron Maiden in Europe and all this crazy. Man, that's bad. <laughs> Dude, Todd shit. Rock, what a good name. I know, Todd Rock. <laughs> Rock Todd Rock at the record store. Good man. Right, guys, um, so... The record is out now. Uh, what's the best way to support you guys? Do you guys have any gigs coming up or anything that we should uh, be aware of? Yeah, we have one. We were trying to get something together. Well, you know, yeah, everything's been so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like three. Out of five, as we were uh, saying, lower, three out of the five of us got COVID over Oof. this last month. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, luckily for nobody, it didn't get really too bad. Good. Uh, at it the worst but um we were trying to book a you know you're also touching on the vinyl situation yep. so we were trying to book a release 
celebration for the digital thing. Yeah. But then everybody, it just it got really hard. But we, and that was actually where we we're supposed to play. And when we originally were supposed to be on the show was the week of the Satanic Royalty record. That's uh, right. At Numos. Uh, yep. Our band showcase. And that was the same night that our record came out that was supposed to be at Numos. And then that got canceled. Yep. And then we got sick. And then we were trying to set up a second um, gig or something together. But now it's already, you know, it's, it's just kind of getting out of our hands a little bit. So I don't know what we're going to do for that. Probably might focus to when the vinyl actually comes out and then do a rest for that. And then, but we do have a show at the end of March booked with uh, Knox Nabacula for their tour kickoff. um, And uh, the convictions down at Georgetown at Jules May. And uh, we got some other stuff in the works too, but um, that's, that's the one thing for sure right now. Right on. Right now, it's a little. You know, it seems like everybody kind of put the brakes on until the end of of February, unless you're a touring band and you're in the cycle. You know, like so. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, what the best way to support you guys? uh, Follow you on online and keep up with you guys and pre-order the record and buy the digital. Oh yeah, go to the Bandcamp. Everything's up on there. That's uh, dark (laughs) meditate, darkmeditation.com, or Bandcamp. What is it? Dark Medita- Darkmeditation.bandcamp.com. Oh, there we go. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> you can pre-order the record. There's a lot of really killer um, different types of vinyl, like three different colors. And, yeah. You know, you can get the um, digital version and that probably be out where, you know, the latest we've heard is beginning of October, end of uh, September, but possibly could probably looking closer to the summertime. So that's, that's what we're hoping. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. You can, you know, stream it, go to satanicroyaltyrecords.com. You can buy an exclusive version from them, but yeah, check it out. Like there's a lot of different avenues to go listen to it through. Um, I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. Well, we can uh, listen to a now. We can listen to a song now from it and uh, see what see what you dig it. If you dig it, and I, I guarantee you probably will. If you've if you dug the first one, you'll definitely dug the, the dig this one. Uh, this one's called Babylon Money Magic. Before we jump into it, I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna say one of you guys has to volunteer. Who's gonna volunteer? I'll volunteer. All right, Ryan. I'm gonna shut up. Okay. And you're right. gonna you're gonna be the one, okay? In your cheesiest FM radio DJ way possible, mm, okay? You're you're gonna introduce this song, all right? <clears throat> okay. 
Um, <laughs> you're listening to Live and Local on KSW, where we are dark meditation. You're about to listen to Babylon Money Magic. Have a nice night. Yeah. Amazing, dude. Give this guy my job. I love it. Awesome. Dark Meditation with Babylon Money Magic. It's Live and Local.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 